<laughs> Not to sound like a gamer boomer. Back in my day. Back in my day. We could play games without paying fees. Back in my day, we had to save at specific points. We didn't have <laughs> autosave. Games uh. were finished at night. <laughs> okay, Grandma, go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys and gals and everybody in between, all you beautiful people out there, welcome back to the Game Raiders podcast. Um, we are uh, going to be talking a little bit, we're going to be going, getting a little bit, um, what's the word, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get to be a little crotchety today, maybe. You know, Two old men. Two old men talking about how games before were better and games now suck. No, we're not going to be talking, not really going to be talking about that, but... Um, the the landscape you know of uh of gaming right now has kind of evolved you know where it's you know you used to get like a game and it was you know kind of you paid like you know sixty dollars for it, whatever um and it was like it was basically done and then you would just you would just move on to the next one after you were finished with that but now a lot of games are kind of or a lot of studios are moving towards more of a focus on games as a service games which you know kind of more more so will just kind of keep going you know there's never really an end so to speak to it there's just the next piece of content you know um so uh sergio how do you feel about like you know games as a service games you know how have you how many have you played do you have like do you have well okay you played avengers so that that's one yeah um okay so let me answer your first question yeah games as a service i think in a th- in theory in theory yeah cool, hypothetically cool idea good idea in theory but it's been a bad execution but it's uh, bad execution i think it's just been taken advantage of mm-hmm. uh i'm thinking yeah. you know my issue with a lot of games as a service is most of them would come out with like little content and still charge you the full price with it and then be like oh in, in five years do you know it'll be yeah. it'll be done and I'm like well i don't want yeah. to pay 60 bucks up front for a game that's not finished right um but i think there are some some games as a service that i think like okay you know that's um it's a good game yeah um overwatch i think i don't know that was the one where like every character every map will be free right every update's free so that's not an issue you know right. pay a lot like if you wanted to pay for any any microtransactions would be purely cosmetic mm-hmm. and stuff you can also doubt you know win and whatever in boxes right versus you know something like star wars battlefront from ea the first one mm-hmm. where you if you pay like 10 bucks you get like a gun that's like you get han solo's like laser pistol yeah. that like kills everything in like one shot right so that gives you an advantage in the game and that's yeah. like that's a, that's a big no-no that's a big no-no <laughs> um and i feel like a lot of companies are moving towards games of service because of that microtransaction money right and a lot of the microtransactions are gonna be for hopefully cosmetics but i think they're gonna be a lot more be like right. the han solo gun thing um yeah yeah so let's talk about that yeah because like like you said a lot of studios are kind of are are have already been doing this but now even more are kind of jumping on this bandwagon um so uh recently um warner brothers games uh so the gaming division uh of warner media um 
announced that uh, in an investor's call, uh, I believe that they're going to be focusing more on uh, like a live service model instead of like the normal like AAA kind of gaming. Uh, quote, uh, WBIE is currently involved in a variety of new projects ranging from casual games to core games featuring our well-known franchises on all platforms, console, digital, mobile, with a heavy focus on live service. So we've seen uh, so far uh, Back for Blood has released. Uh, we're about to get um, uh, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga coming up here. Is in that a, a game of the service? Um, no, no. These are just these are just oh, games okay. they have coming up on the docket. Um, and then we've also got uh, Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League and Hogwarts Legacy coming out. Those are kind of more... Um, w- w- I mean, we still have yet to really know exactly how Hogwarts Legacy is going to play out. I yeah. could see them maybe doing some microtransaction stuff with that. Um, but um, I don't the, know. I don't you think... get the transphobic pack? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know if... Um... I don't know if Suicide Squad is going to have any of these live service elements, though. I think that's going to be more that's of my like fear. a I don't think I don't think it will, but that's my fear. Yeah, you're right. We um, hope, right? It's I think not so like far. Avengers. I mean, Back for Blood was a, was a game as a, as a service. Yeah. As a live service. Um, Lego Star Wars, I don't see how they could do I mean, they probably could, but I don't see why they would. That would they'll just kill any goodwill they have. And like I said, Suicide Squad, my fear is that it's like Avengers. Right, exactly. Um, they've also got uh, Gotham Knights coming up from WB Montreal, but apparently the developers have already said this will ha- not have live service elements in the game. Uh, they said it's not designed as a game, which is because from service. the trailers that one. Ins- I was like, this looks like right. uh, this looks like Square Enix's Avengers. <laughs> right, um, and Ubisoft is also moving away apparently from uh, AAA games. They're looking to be less reliant on them. Uh, they uh, stated in an earnings call that uh, they have plans for three AAA game releases for fiscal year 2022, but uh, doesn't want them to be the focus. Instead, Ubisoft plans to bring more freemium games to the forefront, as well as grow support uh, for their previous re- released live service games like Rainbow Six Siege uh, and Division 2. Okay, so I know they have that one, like it's like an arena shooter game, right? Kind of like an Overwatch, uh, where you you can play as like Splinter Cell character, and it's like all like, what's it called? You know what I'm talking about? Are you talking about Rainbow Six Siege? No, no, it's it's a shooter. It's like a, it's Ubisoft because they they do Splinter Cell, right? Yes. Yeah. So because it was like, oh, it's the first game with um so a Splinter Cell character, um, it's like a crossover with different characters from. Some of the different games. Oh hmm. god, damn it! What's it called? X Defiant. Okay, I have not heard of this game before, but it was announced in July of 2021. Okay, it's a it's a Tom Clancy like a crossover game with like characters from like a from like Watchdog, Splinter Cell. Okay, I have not I have not heard of this. Before, and this is a live because but... this is like a. Um, a game where you know it's competitive fighting. It's kind of like, like that Overwatch style, where like, oh, you know, and Ubisoft is probably going to be terrible. But like, oh yeah, you can buy a gun. Right. It's like you can play a Sam Fisher and get some up stats for thirty bucks. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. Um, so so far, uh, you know, we've seen Far Cry Six release from Ubisoft. Uh, Rainbow Six Quarantine is coming up here soon. And um, 
And Skull and Bones is supposed to come out at some point. Whenever is that the uh, pirate one, the, yeah, yeah. That... You know what would what would make this a lot easier to like at least digest? Um, and I think some people are like EA Play is a thing. Yeah, where you can like subscribe mm-hmm. to a like you pay whatever I don't know how much EA Play is like to say ten bucks a month. Right. I don't know how much it is, but just to say it. So you pay ten bucks a month, you get EA game the previous EA games that come out, and then you mm-hmm. get games that are as a service right would that make things more appealing to you i don't know um well all i know is that ea play is included with game pass for the low low price of 15 dollars a month so <laughs> not sponsored um, uh, not sp- hashtag not sponsored um but um so let's say for example so like would i would i pay for ea play or like would i sign up for that like if yeah. i didn't get let's, it let's say pass? for example like let's say ubisoft made a streaming service where like a they game did. Pass... they tried oh they did and it failed oh yeah well you know i eh, forget it <laughs> would um, you play for e- yeah if, if it was like all our games are gonna be games as a service now um but you pay for a subscription. It kind of like a. I mean, kind of. That's kind of what's happening right now with the um, the streaming market because like everybody yeah. and their mother is making their own streaming platform, um, and it kind of saturates the market. Uh, that's kind of why the Ubisoft one I think failed is because like you're just getting one publisher's you know games. It's not like yeah. It's not like with Xbox Game Pass where you're getting like a whole shit ton of you know you know you can you can get. Ubisoft games, you can get EA games, you can get Rare games, you can get Obsidian, uh, now Bethesda, you know, all this kind of stuff. Um, and, like, the Ubisoft one, I think, kind of failed just because it was so li- it was just limited to just Ubisoft games. Yeah, so Ubisoft, uh, make a Splinter Cell game, story-based, <laughs> no multiplayer, or get fucked. Yeah, we also know that they're working on a Star Wars game. Live service, um, baby. As, Everything's you know, live service these days. It's supposed days. to be an open world uh, RPG type um, game, but uh, will that have some sort of uh, live service elements? We will have to just wait and see. Um, as well, I didn't I didn't write it down because these notes are a little bit old, but um, now PlayStation is saying that they want to get a little yeah. bit more into the live service market as they well. Have, they, so they have like 10 games they're in development currently from across their studios. Yeah. Um, and then they did buy Bungie. So yeah. obviously this is something we talked about before. We're like, you think, I think they're bringing Bungie in because their Bungie is still claiming they're independent. I think they're bringing them in for their resources on how oh, to yeah, resources. do a live service game. Um, so you can teach these other studios how to do it. At least one yeah. reason. Yeah. I feel like, I feel, I don't know why, but I feel like we're going to get a Last of Us multiplayer live service game based on Fractions. That's gonna be around for like five years. I'm like, oh, this right. is the last. Then maybe it Uncharted. I'm like, oh, what are we doing? Here? <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing here, guys? I feel like we're just gonna be we're just gonna be depressed. We're just gonna start pouring the whiskey after because we're just gonna be like thinking about like all of the horror of like our our favorite franchises being turned into live service games. Um. So before we jump into, I guess, talking about like you know, uh, live service like examples of live service games and like kind of why the pitfalls and the and the things you need to watch out for. I want to talk about kind of where MMOs fit into all of this because, um, so MMOs are are kind of like the first almost iteration of this games as a service um, kind of model. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they have uh, in-game stores, uh, you know, paid DLC and expansions that provide more content over time. Um, However, there are also a lot, but there are also a lot of live service games that don't bring together a massive amount of players in like one instance together. 
Um, so basically, all MMOs are live service games, but not all live service games are MMOs. That's kind of the um, uh, if-then statement, basically. Um, so, but it's important that we talk about MMOs in this context because, yeah, like I said, they are the first instance kind of, of of the live service game, technically. I mean, MMOs have been going as far back as, you know... Um, RuneScape. Yeah, Rune, well, RuneScape <laughs> was kind of, I, I guess, kind of started more in, like, the, the early 2000s. But, I mean, uh, World of Warcraft's been going on for a Guild Wars, you yeah. know, has been going on for a while. So, There's um, been a lot of failed ones. Like, a lot um, of failed ones. DC, the DC, DC one. Universe, yeah, yeah. online. Uh, uh, City Star- of Heroes. Uh, Star Trek one, is that still going? Star Trek is still going. Huh. Um, I would say definitely, like, the most successful ones right now. The... the the top two that I can think of, uh, well, besides, uh, so I guess top three, you've got uh, Final Fantasy XIV, World of Warcraft, and uh, Star Wars The Old Republic, I think are like the top three MMOs currently uh, in terms of like uh, player base that is mm. like concurrently playing. Um, so um, we're going to start talking about, I guess, yeah, some of these, some of these live service games and uh, talking about specifically... Um, you know why why they get like such a bad rap and to start off with it has to it has to do with how they start off the usually a lot of live service games have a terrible launch period hell yeah baby Um, let's go they uh most of these games go live with a basic gameplay loop that is satisfying enough for a few hours but uh limited content means that many players get bored very very early um a lot of live service games are given mediocre or negative reviews out of the gate considering the amount of content that is available because uh, usually you can blow through um you know like you can blow through a good story uh starting out with a live service game in like a couple hours it's really about that in-game grind uh-huh. usually um uh-huh, uh-huh. so is it fair to judge a live service game as it is at launch knowing that there will be additions and modifications made over the next several months or years i think it depends for example, um, Halo Infinite yeah. came out and it got good good reviews. Yeah. And, but people were like, it's not enough maps and you know, and then you're right. charging so much. Well, the thing with Halo Infinite's multiplayer, the live service part, is that it's free. Right. You didn't pay for anything. Right. So you're really you're really you pay what you want to put into it. So like if you want to buy battle passes and stuff like that, yeah, that's on you. If you, you don't have to, yeah. Um, and you're not gonna like gain x. You know, you know, you're not gonna like get more powerful weapons if you don't pay into it versus you know like a a destiny or no man's sky right or fallout 76 or star wars where you pay 60 bucks for the game right. and the game's either not finished not what it's promised broken or whatever i think that's i think for me that's the difference is like yeah if you pay for it like, right i think i think your criticism should be Bang for your buck, basically. Yeah, it should be less so if it's free. Right. So like, so like, basically, your your stance is like you can criticize it, but not it shouldn't be as harsh as it would like for some reason. Like, if someone's like a huge Destiny fan and right. Destiny One at launch was a mess. Yeah. But and then Halo Infinite at launch, not as big as a mess, but not you know, still a little, it's still worthy of some critique. But then they're harsher on Halo Infinite than they would be like on Destiny or Destiny Two. I'm like, bro, you paid sixty bucks for Destiny, you paid nothing for Halo. Right. You don't even need Game Pass to play Halo Infinite's multiplayer. That's free. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I I think that's fair. I think it's I think it does come down to a lot of us like, what are you actually getting? Because for your like. Sixty dollars or price of admission. You, you know, yeah, price of admission 
what do you actually get out of the gate? Um, and um, yeah, that's that, that's that's a big reason why a lot of these games get negative reviews out of the gate is because yeah. there's really not that much. Or or the main thing too is not being what they promised. For example. No Man's Sky at launch was not nothing close to what um what was promised. Right. You know, it wasn't even multiplayer. They, he claimed multiplayer, but he was like, oh, you know, the, the universe is just so large that you would never come yeah, across you anybody else. Yeah, never see anybody. Yeah. And of course, that's obviously that's different now. Now you can actually can you actually meet people now? Yeah. 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 See, so and then uh, Fallout seventy six was nowhere, nowhere near as close as oh yeah as uh what they promised. It, you know. It just works. Dude. It just works. It just um, works. Well, yeah. So you've already listed off a, a good couple of ones here. So um, yeah, a few examples of live service games that have been largely criticized on release, whether they bounce back or not. Uh, obviously, got No Man's Sky. Uh, we got Destiny One and Two, Elder Scrolls Online, Fallout Seventy Six. Uh, both of the Star Wars, uh, the EA Star Wars Battlefront games. Yeah, and, and for different reasons Marvel's too. Marvel's Avengers. Isn't that weird? Yeah. So like the first one was like, there's no story mode. You very small map like it's a mm. it feels like a half half a game um yeah i think there were like four five maps on release at launch yeah well and then they gave jacku for free when yeah uh episode se- uh, seven came out so they had like they had it was basically five planets they had one large map for like walker soul and then like large team deathmatch i think and then they had a, a smaller variation of that planet mm-hmm uh i believe if, if i remember correctly um and yeah and then all of the progression was based around the guns and um the star cards or what or the power-up yeah. cards and, or you, whatever. and you had to pay for weapons too. and you could pay you could pay to unlock weapons yeah and um, then with battlefront 2 like okay we'll give you a story mode yeah and will take away oh yeah that was the other thing about battlefront per- 1 was no campaign no story yeah. mode it was all online We'll take away the what's it called the the way they progressed it they changed yeah, it yeah they changed but it but now it was like if you want to get Darth Vader you got to play like ten thousand in game credits yeah which would equal to like which you get like about two hundred credits a game at that point and I think as they said it was like this someone did the math it would be like it take like you eighty uh, hours to yeah. of playing Star Wars to unlock one hero it would it would be crazy yeah but you know then they but the pride and joy of accomplishments right. of the accomplishment of, yeah. of, of unlocking that's the word for the, it <laughs> the, that's like the most downvoted comment in reddit history oh yeah the they got flamed yeah. super hard on reddit um, um i remember all of that controversy I think and another, then they lowered the price yeah. but another I mean, interesting still... one i think for me is titanfall um because titanfall one was a game as a service yeah. it was kind of like destiny where it was multi it was online story mode right and all that stuff and you had to grind and all that titanfall 2 they completely abandoned that life service element and they made an actual single player story campaign with multiplayer added in but that single story campaign uh single player campaign mode is incredible it's probably one of the best games i've ever played and then titanfall 3 never happened and they came out with apex legends mm-hmm. which is like you know the free yeah free to play free to play live on a service and again it's like pass. it's like really well regarded so it's kind of interesting how like the titanfall people went from like titanfall Titanfall 2, mm-hmm. and then, you know, like, game the game as a service focus, one story campaign mode, single-player story, one of the best games I've ever played. Yeah. Now now they're doing the game as a service again. Right. But I think they've learned from their previous mistakes of the first game, mm-hmm. and 
Um, and I want Titanfall 3. So EA, please. <laughs> please EA. Respawn, we know you've got a Respawn. lot on your plate right now. You're making three different Star Wars games. You're also running servers for uh, Apex Legends. But if you could get around to Titanfall 3 at some point, that'd be great. <laughs> please, I'm begging you. <laughs> I'm on my knees. I'm begging please. EA, please. Um, um, so so um so after launch you know normally normally these games you know get some sort of dlc um and uh they usually end up uh kind of writing this kind of current this content current basically um but in between that you have the in-game stores and the microtransactions um a lot of these are normally just cosmetics sometimes they're not though uh, as was the case for um, Battlefront Two, Battlefront, um, and Battlefront. Um, so, it, and it's just an avenue to make money um, off the game for for years after release. Um, so, my question is: uh, So, are do you think that microtransactions are a necessary evil, or are they something we would just be better off without? Um, better off without. Um, maybe I don't know. I, the idea of building a community. Yeah. And playing with friends is a good one. I like when, like, I know you did this a lot when Fallout 76 came out. Mm-hmm. You paid for it. Yeah. Shame. Yeah, Shameful. I, I bought the game. Yes, I did. <laughs> uh, but not just you. It was Adam. And Chris. And Chris. And who else? Yeah. Uh, I think that was it. But you guys could play, play with each other. Right. That's cool. That's yeah. fun. That's good stuff. Yeah. Um, You know, it, it can create that sense of community mm-hmm. and friendship and stuff like that. And I like that stuff. But the things that I just I don't like is just the paying for thing, you know? Yeah. And um, I feel like I feel like we're taking the wrong ideas. And, um, you know, for me, I don't know so much about, so like kids these days. Right. I don't think they really care about story mode their story yeah. campaigns and stuff like that and that's a bummer because that's why i like playing video games they i like to get to the action yeah i like the story yeah. but they're like i want to play minecraft for eight hours mm-hmm. there's no story in minecraft i'm gonna then hop on the roblox and play that for a couple hours yeah and then hop over into fortnite mm-hmm. and you know play that for two or three hours with my friends and that's what they care about and that's how i think that's how gaming is going yeah. and i'm like give me a good you know, give me Last of Us Part Two. Give me right. Uncharted Four. Give me Halo Infinite's campaign mode. Give me you know Psychonauts Two. I like I like I like story mode based state based games, and that's why I don't really care for the games as a service mm-hmm. model. But also because I can hop on Halo and then get gunned down, and this kid with high pitched voice is telling me that he's doing my mom. Yeah, right. As I'm being, as he's teabagging me. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's another reason why I don't like it. <laughs> he's got like the best. He's got like the best skin in the game, you know. And yeah, he's, and he's just like, like bagging you. Yeah, yeah. and he's like, oof. Ooh, I did your mom last night. Feels bad. <laughs> yeah. like, Shut up. I, um, I'm older so- than you. I'm twice your. <laughs> You're like crying in between. You're like, oh, shut up. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a graduate. I have a job. Uh, um, so I think for me, um, it kind of is. So so there's a line for me, right? It, and it's just like, it. I I am okay because I get it. Servers are expensive. They are crazy expensive to maintain. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get it. You need to make a little additional money. I don't like. Uh, and I, I think I think a lot of people will agree on this. I don't like gameplay boosts. Like I don't like like if you're getting some sort of advantage or um, 
like getting to miss out like skip or like skipping content or whatever i do not like that form of like microtransaction i like the kind of microtransactions where it's kind of like oh it's just it's just a new like wrap for your gun or whatever or like it's a new you know emo yeah. or whatever like i'm I think to- up to a point i'm totally cool with that um, and because like for example one of the biggest flax for halo infinite is that like it's eight bucks to buy right. color well price that's where your pricing comes yeah. into it is like that's when you have to look yeah. at okay how are you determining what is worth yeah. this much it was like you know 50 cents and i could buy buy different color wheels to change my character's color yeah no big deal but we start charging like northward of five bucks i'm like come on bro yeah what are we doing here going back to the price of admission yeah. right what are like, we doing here i don't yeah. i don't want to pay 10 bucks to change the color of my gun what's going on yeah um and, and this also uh kind of leads to another uh kind of adjacent um uh issue uh loot boxes yep you know um because uh a lot of games will do uh like loot boxes and they'll be randomized and so you won't know exactly what you're going to get out of it um this was uh i mean it's huge in overwatch um it was huge in battlefront 2 and battlefront 2 was actually um people actually started looking at that um and started considering yeah online gambling for children and a lot of um, boxes are getting banned a lot of countries yeah a lot of uh it it started becoming a political issue you know (laughs) So hopefully that's what, hopefully EA is the one that did killing the loot box. Um, I'm like loot boxes. I think again, if it's purely cosmetic, I don't care. That's fine. Yeah, no big deal. The issue is we start putting like yeah ways to get better and stuff like that. Right. Um, like Mortal Kombat and Injustice had loot boxes. They're called the mother boxes in Injustice. Right. They didn't bug me. It's just ways that oh I can change. I can add, get a coat for Harley. No big deal. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and I had to spend ten bucks on it. Now Overwatch did it. Uh, I feel like a pretty harmless way because they did allow you to earn loot boxes, and a lot of games do this. They they'll let you earn like a couple of loot boxes, like maybe per day or what, or per week or whatever through actual gameplay. Um, but but Overwatch also is kind enough to actually like refund you. Like if you get like a if you get something that you like already own, you get like in game currency. Oh, okay. Back for That's that. That's cool. So yeah. um, and I like how on a reroll or whatever so for like Halo Infinite. Going back to Halo Infinite again, yeah. I like how they, <laughs> they they don't do loot boxes, but what they do is like you get challenges. Mm-hmm. So like once you hit the challenge for the week, you right. will, I just get, you'll just get the armor. Get that thing, the, yeah. you'll get like the specialized armor that has been was released that week or whatever right so that's cool like that's how i prefer, like i think that's cool because then you can like okay i gotta complete these challenges i can reach a certain mm. amount of points and then i unlock that armor without that's cool to me right versus like oh if i reach amount of points i'll get a loot box that has a chance to get that armor yeah yeah right <laughs> yeah so um, like, I yeah i think a lot armor. of people would prefer having like oh i'm just gonna get like this item versus like yeah like you said a chance at potentially getting it It reminds me of that family guy joke where he's like uh we can give you the boat or we can give you a box in the box there's a chance there's a boat in it (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i was like i'll just take the boat please um yeah and this is like even pervaded into um like series that have like never had anything to do with you know um like any any of these like in-game store like assassin's creed assassin's creed now has an in-game store where you can buy like weapons and armor Valhalla? And, 
And well, Valhalla, but even uh, but Odyssey, and I think Origins also had one. I don't remember that in Origins at all. Um, but Odyssey definitely had one, and uh, yeah, in Valhalla they also have one where you can buy like weapons and armor hmm. and and other kind of stuff. So um, I wonder what it's kind of intruding into yeah. other franchises that have not historically been live service. Horizon. Can you can you buy costumes in Horizon? Is that a thing? Um, I feel like I'm that's not a sure. Thing. I'm not sure. Hold on. I don't know if it's like traditional DLC or if it's like a, an actual in-game store. You know. Do 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 do. I've had freaking um. Nice. Would you? Get, is that Smoothie King? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't get freaking, anybody uh, else anything? We don't talk about Bruno. You didn't, you didn't think about okay. Yeah. Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah, this is all going in. Everybody will know that you did not get Smoothie King for the class. <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno. Um, we don't. Apparently, there is an online store, or there maybe they're adding an online store in Forbidden West. Was there one in Zero Dawn? Uh, not that I remember. Okay, no. Um, we don't talk about Bruno. But um. I was about to say, be careful, we might get DMCA'd yeah. <laughs> by Disney. <laughs> the mouse is going to come after us. Um, so, okay, so um, talked about, you know, some of the errors, some of the mistakes, talked about the, the influence that live service games. So, um, I guess talking about, like, um, what happens, you know, later, because... The good the like i guess the good yeah so what so what um you know what would you say uh, like name me some like games that you think are like uh i guess good examples or or like have become good live service games minecraft i okay. think um i mean they all, they're always adding content to minecraft there's always big updates too like oh yeah. now we got bees right <laughs> Or now we have cliffs and you can go underwater now. Oh, that's good, fun stuff that yeah. I I think adds a lot. Um, I think one of the good things about a live service game is that if the they're not abandoned, yeah, you can get, eventually get a good game. Right. And my fear is with all these live service games coming out, how many of them will just get abandoned? Abandoned, right. And then we'll never know. Like, I get it. That's what the issue. Yeah, that's the issue. Like, yes, you can mess up at launch, but you can always get people back. Right. Roman Sky. Yeah. Good example where terrible launch, but after what, like two or three years of yeah going at it, fixing yeah. the game with updates over and over. Like, hundred percent. They did it. Yeah. They made a better game. They won best ongoing game at the twenty twenty. Um, yeah, and that was what, like game four awards. four years later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know much about Fallout 76 because uh, I believe it's it is dying. It is dying a slow death, but it is dying. <laughs> but they've added a lot of things to it. They've, they've added they, a lot of they things. They added NPCs because that was one of the complaints originally. They fixed all the graphical errors. They're adding content constantly. Uh, they added battle royale mode, which I think was a stupid idea. I think they went up, they went down before going up. I, I don't know what you're talking about. That was one of the best E3 moments for me. Was when that guy was like, "Fuck yeah, we added a battle royale to Fallout 76." I'm like, "Oh, bro." Um, what other can I think of games that are better, getting good now? I, I think that's pretty much on my list. I got yeah. So yeah, because like so basically, so despite their kind of maybe 
perceived predatory nature. A lot of these live service games have kind of bounced back and built a community of players that actually love the game unconditionally. You already named like No Man's Sky. Um, Destiny 2 would be another one that is that is going very strong. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege. Um, and uh, a bunch of the MMOs. Like Elder Scrolls Online is, is crazy wild successful now. Um, you know, uh, smaller, uh, kind of like a smaller scale, maybe like a medium sized scale MMO, the Lord of the Rings online, uh, has a very dedicated, uh, community fan base. Um, I don't see RuneScape on your list. Here. <laughs> this is just, just, just a short list of examples. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, to me, I think, yeah, like what you, you kind of already hit the nail on the head, I think with, you know, what makes a good live service game. I think yeah. if, if you can hang with it. Um, if you can get past the launch, which I, I, I feel like, I feel like now it's at a point where there's been so many examples of like terrible launches. People just need to start thinking about the launch. Yes. Just think about the launch first instead of, you know, what comes after that. Just think about the launch, get the launch, nail it, and then work on the, work yeah, on everything I mean, after that. Freaking, for example, one that didn't make it was Anthem. Yeah. Terrible launch. And they never, they banded it. They, yeah. They just um, never got back. Um, I don't know why, but Des- Bungie never learned their mistakes from the first Destiny, right? And repeated them for Destiny Two. Right. What are you guys doing? But that, but that also you got to have to take into consideration how much of that was um, Bungie or how much of that was Activision pressure. I'm yeah. gonna go seventy percent Bungie, thirty percent Activision. I would say it's more like a fifty-fifty split, probably. But um, <laughs> I, I, I would say they pretty, they have a pretty even stake on that one. Well, we'll see. Because, you know, they're going to release another game soon. Or something soon, but, you know. I was going to say. They'll, um, release another, they'll release another game. And then at if some it, point. If it, if, it has, if it has the same issues of, like. Yeah, right. You guys really didn't learn from Bungie. Well, from now Bungie they are owned by PlayStation. So will PlayStation give them the time and the resources? Yeah. And, again, my fear is that, like, you're taking the wrong studios and putting them into live service games. Yeah. Crystal Dynamics had no reason making to be making service. a live service game. Yeah. That's not who they are. That's yeah. not their DNA. Naughty Dog has no reason to be working on any live service games. Yeah. And if Sony is like, guess what, Naughty Dog? You're making a live service game. You're just wasting talented yeah. people. Not that not that talented people can't make. I think it's just two different game styles. Right. And all you're doing is you're just hurting a group of people that have been making one style of game for 30 yeah. years or whatever. But I guess you could make the argument that, like, with that, it's like, how do you, you know, if if they're just making the same kind of style of game over and over again, I could see the argument being like, well, it's just going to get stale and repetitive well, after a while. Like, they should, I mean, they I should the same, when I say horizons. the same style, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm talking. I'm not saying make the same, you know, first person right. shooter or third. Like, you could definitely change all. Make a horror game or whatever. Make a puzzle game or whatever. Right. I'm saying more like. You're a studio that's been mainly making story-focused games. I don't. Right. I, the idea of you guys making a live-service online game is not something I want to imagine because it's probably not going to be good. Right. Um, so that also uh, brings uh, to the final question. So, do we think that live-service games can ever eclipse cohesive single-player experiences as the dominant style of gaming? Yes, it's already happening. It's already happening. I told you, like all these teenagers and kids today, they don't care about story mode. You know what they care yeah. about? They were probably playing with their friends. They care about yeah. Minecraft, Roblox, Fortnite, 
that's what they'll play. Right. And they won't sit there. They'll sit there for eight hours and play those games. Right. But they won't sit there for you know eight hours and play a story focused game. So, so I really do feel like campaign, and, and I think they always you know there always will be a campaign mode. Right. Um, but it probably will eventually get to the point where like the campaign mode's an afterthought. Right. If at all included, mm-hmm. and that sucks. Yeah. So I, I um, so I think that in terms of like. I guess when you look at the numbers, when you look at the like quantity of of uh, single player experiences versus live service experiences or whatever, um, or I guess we'll say story focus versus live service. Um, I think quantity wise, there are more story focused games than live service games. However, the word of mouth is always around the live service yeah. games and what was happening in those games versus the story focused games because it's like you you know you may have like a moment in a in a game where it's like oh that was so cool and you tell about it to your friends yeah but then um you have but with the live service games you have an entire community where it's like oh shit this just happened yeah. you know i just got well, this like i also think the difference could be too like you're saying you can be playing like a last of us too big i mean that one scene was crazy yeah and you know you experience it by yourself or you guys could be playing a round of, um, I don't know. You could be playing like... Like No Man's Sky with yeah, your friends. Yeah. And then you guys collectively, you find, like, collectively yeah. experience something crazy. Right. You're reaching more people, yeah. basically, in the live service game. So it's it's automatically going to get spread around more. Yeah. Um, and I think also just uh, influencer culture has also had an effect yeah. on that and just spreading Twitch around. streamers and yeah. all those gaming streamers are definitely and have, TikTok uh, yeah. and yeah have, yeah uh, it's depressing well. I, I get depressed thinking about it <laughs> you know I'm a story man I like the so, you guys don't see it right now but Sergio is pouring an entire bottle of scotch right now into, <laughs> I'm literally crying he's like <laughs> as he's thinking about this um, yeah. yeah so I mean I, I hope that it never kind of um eclipses um i i hope that we always still have those story focused games you know that because i think to me that is where um because there's been there's been talk about you know there's always the discussion about like you know are games you know art you know sort of or, or like do do games deserve to stand like up there with like film you know in terms of like uh, visual media that can like affect it. and and I th- I think the answer is yes and that's why I want those story focused games so that we continue to have yeah. those examples of why games deserve to be um, held in high regard along with film and television and one hundred percent and uh, regular uh, art and books and stuff like that so um, that kind of wraps up I guess like the general uh, notes and stuff that that like that we had to talk about live series games. I, uh, I mean, it, and this is not to say like I'm, I'm. It, it maybe sounds like we're ragging on live service games a lot. I play a lot of live service games. Like I play, I'm playing three concurrent MMOs right now. <laughs> so, um, I am, I am in there. Like yeah. I am in the shit right now. Uh, you <laughs> played Marvel's Avengers recently. Yeah, it sucked. I don't. <laughs> um, that was a weird one so because that, we was, are in one, the that shit. was one like there is an online mode to play with people like friends right. stuff. I didn't play that. But mode. you just play the campaign. Play the yeah. campaign mode, and then there's a moment where you have to go and grind. grind and it's yeah. like, god damn, it sucks. Um, I, like I said, I, that's like probably the last one I've actually like. 
I mean, I play Halo Infinite. Right. But I play that one pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a little different. Yeah, so um, good stuff. Not not to like completely rag on live service games. It's just more. It's just more interesting to see kind of the trajectory of like, um, I guess, I guess so to speak, the rise of live service games compared to not necessarily like it's not like a huge falling off, but it's been more. It has been kind of like a gradual falling off um, in terms of story focused games, and then yeah. also all of these studios. The moment now who we are, get a god of war live of service game <laughs> is the moment that we've lost does ragnarok may have i hope it doesn't but it may have microtransactions if it does i am i am out <laughs> i hope it doesn't and for but... that reason i am out <laughs> um uh, but anyway all right so let's just go ahead and wrap this up with our usual um our uh, community kind of roundup where everybody can go find us and uh, talk to us if they want to you can find us at well, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, yeah. Stitcher Podcast. Um, if you want to find us, Google Podcasts. <laughs> Am I missing one? Google, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Stitcher, uh, Spotify. You say Spotify? Spotify. Yeah. Um, and then you can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook at the Raiders Pod. At Raiders Podcast. Yeah. At Raiders Podcast. Uh, we post some funny things there, I think. Drew, yeah. Drew runs the Twitter, so if I, you want to yell at Drew, you can yell at me. I was going to say, yeah, yell at me about all that. I have, I, so the past couple of weeks, I've been very bad. Um, I haven't uploaded any new memes or anything, anything spicy uh, to talk about um, because I've been, uh, I've just been busy. But uh, I will probably uh, get back on there and start <laughs> uploading some more stuff uh, soon um but yeah that just kind of that kind of wraps everything up do you have any final final thoughts final words for thank you for listening and this podcast will now be a live service option where you can just pay us for dlc content well isn't that just what patreon is we are not (laughs) we we now have have a patreon Patreon. page (laughs) (laughs) bye-bye